Today is August 8th. The Yankees lose game one to the White Sox. We're talking to Boone. We got sharp stats. What matters? Anything? Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. Weekly awards. Satellite snakes. Has snakes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got BBD in the corner and it's brought to you by SeatGeek. Code Yanks helps you out over there. Lackluster start to the White Sox series. I don't know how much we're going to get into that specific game. We have a sharp stats voicemail from the Queen of Stats. Boone will be joining us later in the show to talk about maybe him and Las Diaz having a pleasant conversation behind the dish. And uh, I don't know, other topics may arise, Jake. Maybe you have some on your mind that you want to talk about. Imitation is the best form of flattery. Sincerest. Or the best dancer is Ian Flaherty. Uh, James Davis, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm worn out. Yankees, worn out. Uh, between floorball and Yankees baseball. Brutal. A brutal. I mean, just, we're actually twisting the knife. The past two games have actually been twisting the knife. Yeah. Did you see all the stats that people are tweeting now that this team has the same record and is like the same amount of games back as the 2016 team? Yep. When they called up all the young guys and, and had fun. Um, I don't think they have as many prospects budding as they did in 2016. So it, it's a little different. But it is like, okay, so the, the, this very ownership group punted on the season when we are in a very similar spot. But they're not, I don't think they're going to. What's bothering me is that they're just going to like keep saying, like we talked about with Bader, like, it's like, we have hope, we have hope, we have hope, we have hope. We're not human, we're not human, we're not human. We're, we're, we're masquerading the real truth. We're masquerading the truth. Oh, you're mathematically eliminated. Damn. Yeah. It's on the next year now. Yeah, stuff went wrong. Yeah, it's it was tough watching uh Jake Bowers and Cole's pressers last night. Um, because they interviewed Bowers, which okay, you know, haven't gotten a ton of my Jake Bowers interview game on, but um, you know, looking handsome, looking like a Maris brother. Um, and he <laughs> was he was like, Yeah, you know, he's he was given a lot of the Believe in the process, and you know, hey, he he did have like the one scoring opportunity. If that ball does go by Vaughn, um, you know that was the Yankees' only chance to score. And the problem is they only get one chance to score per game. Oh, well, not the last two nights, but that's been the knife twist I talked about. And then Cole, uh, if you haven't seen Cole's presser last night, uh, I mean, almost horrifying, almost like scary movie stuff. Uh, Cole. Basically is so... I have some of the audio, because there's one part I... He's so broken, and he wants to say it sucks. Like, if if this was a normal baseball team, we would have won tonight. Like, 
all of that stuff, he realizes he can't because he can't sand the dagger yet, and he doesn't want to deal with the Yankees higher-ups that get mad at them for not being Disney for a day. And then he's like, okay, let me go back to it. And he goes, yeah, you know, it's right in front of yeah, us. Yes, sorry, and I want I want to bring that audio up. It's just so Cause, sad. Because he says the line, it's right in front of us, it's but like he's almost... He's broken. He's almost broken, like having a conversation with himself... He's like saying this, and then he's like, oh, shit. I mean, I guess everyone else, they want me to say it's right in front of us, and I guess it's, like, the tone is like, I guess it's right in front of us, but it's not. I don't know. Let me play it, because I haven't listened back to it, but it was such a broken man towing the company line. I think the other funny, oh, shit. Cole Cole only has, like, eight or nine starts left. So, like, he, it's not right in front of him. It's a tight ball game, back and forth. Um... I thought we used what we had really, really well. I thought both catchers were sharp. You know, just in the eighth, had sheets spinning there. Threw him a good cutter. It's just a, there's another pitch open there if he's going to cover that like that. And then the same thing with Elvis. We've been working him down and away, not trying to give him too many shots at down and away. That's his strength. Um, maybe potentially got a little bit greedy trying to get the double play there. He was able to serve that through the four hole as well. So. You know, those are well-executed pitches for the most part. Just probably need to be throwing something, something a little different. Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. I thought I was playing the right in front of us part. Is he upset with pitch calling? Is that what that is? He says. No, no he, he, he takes his jab at Laz Diaz there. He says the catchers, both catchers had a great night. So that was his jab at Laz but then, Diaz. But then he says. And then he talks about getting. He, and he says the cutter of, instead of going for a strikeout, he tries to induce contact and get a double play ball. So he says, "I got greedy." Yeah, he says to go that, for that. But his last thing is, other should have thrown a different pitch. If he's going to cover that like that, and then the same thing with Elvis, we've been working him. Uh, there's another pitch open there. If he's going to cover that like that, and then in there, threw him a good cutter. It's just uh, there's another pitch open there. If he's going to cover that like that, and then the same. T- there's another pitch open, so he'd rather not throw the. He wanted to throw a different pitch. Down the way, not trying to give him too many shots at down the way. That's his strength. Um, maybe potentially got a little bit greedy trying to get the double play there. He was able to serve that through the four. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's not, he's saying it on the catchers, but I didn't pick up on that when I was watching live. I don't know where the line is when he says the it's right in front of us, but it is worth hearing. If you I think it's it. after that. I think, I think they cut would. it. So yeah. yes, network. I thought it was. At, I thought it was oh, at the end okay. too. So yes, network cl- cut it from the clip. Oh yeah. Um, that out. He's so sad about it. it. Is right in front of us. All right. Well, we got sharp stats. We do have sharp stats. Jimmy sharp stats is brought to you by Rocket Money. Hello, Rocket Money, man. Do you like rockets, Jim? Big fan. Well, yeah. I don't know. Do you like money? I like money. I like money for sure. Rockets, I'm on, I'm undecided. I mean, a cool rocket. Rocket, cool rocket, yeah. Open Ro- to it. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Oh my god! You know how many things I'm signed up for. I think Not I Spotify. I think I still have a gym membership. I think I have two gym memberships going back over a decade. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one 
place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Okay, I think I need that. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of 720 doll hairs a year. That's pretty nice. I could use that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Bang. Cancel your unwanted dis- subscriptions. Boom. And manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com yanks. That's rocketmoney.com yanks. There's a link in the description. Go check it out. You might... I think you could use more money, and they're providing a lane for that. Mm. Good stuff. Who doesn't want a little more? Sharp Stats, let's hear it. Hey, guys, what's up? It's the Queen of Stats, and I'm recording this on Monday evening just before the White Sox game. The Yankees are coming off a terrible loss to the Astros in which they stranded 15 base runners in that loss. And I had a lot of people on my mentions being like, yeah, it's the Yankees of old, and they can't score runners this season. They stink. Um, And, well, yeah, the Yankees do stink this year. Uh, But the scoring base runners has not been that much of an issue. They've scored about 30% of base runners this season, which is just about the league average. The problem is, and this is my OMG, my wow stat uh, for the week, is that they just simply don't get any runners in scoring position or on base. And it's, it's, it's an, an alarming number. So I just want to put this out there. This, this just wowed me when I saw this. They, uh, they have the fewest plate appearances with runners on base in the major leagues. That's very, they, they rank 30th in that stat. And the difference is 78 plate appearances between them and the 29th place team, which is the Royals. And that same number, 78 plate appearances, is the same difference as the 29th place team and the 22nd place team, which is the Pirates. So the Yankees are trailing in this stat by a lot. The same occurs with runners in scoring position. They have the fewest plate appearances with runners in scoring position this season. That's 30th. Uh, and their plate appearance, the difference between them and the 29th place is 64 plate appearances. That's the same difference as the 29th place team, which is the White Sox, and the 20th place team, which are the Giants and the Pirates. So the Yankees are obviously last in both of these categories, but by a lot. Talk to you guys next week. And we have a follow-up tweet. There is a follow-up, Katie, uh, because the last two days have been a little different in this stat. Stepping Um, stone. So she says maybe maybe the Yankees are just finding new ways to go about their business. Uh, In the last two days, they've left 28 men on base. It's the first uh, two-game span in Yankees history that they've left 28 runners on base, lost both games, and both games were nine innings. Like some of those games were wins at home. They didn't bat at a ninth time. The pop-ups with the runner on third, less than two outs, and a sack fly scores them, and the shallow pop-ups. I don't know how many there have been. Maybe it's only two, and it's just really blowing. Like in in the last two games. No, there's more. But it's. I mean, Rortved and. Like what? Totally how does what is what is what is that? IKF had one. Yeah, they were. I I think Curry. Thank you, Katie. Um, I think Curry hit us in the post game with 
Uh, the Yankees were one for six on opportunities, getting the runner f- home from third base with less than two outs last night. One for six, um, where a chopper, a fly ball, never mind a hit or something productive, would get you a run in what was a, you know, a two-one game for a chunk of the game. Uh, or actually, it was two nothing for a chunk of the game because they weren't successful on most of those until they got that that one sack fly. I don't, um, I don't know, man. I mean, that's um, the stats leading up to that are so bad. To be the last team in at bats with runners on base, to be the last team in at bats with runners in scoring position, and then to be bounds leaps and bounds away. Like, the, the gap between you and second to last is the same to 23rd and 20th. Like, that's that's ghastly, and that's where I, I think we've been spinning, and, you know, I, our spirits are broken enough that we're like, we're, we're not coming out guns blazing with Boone today. Like, what are, what are we going to do? You, you guys suck again? Admit it? No, you're not? Okay. But, like, the level of bad that it's been this year with no acknowledgement and no my my trade deadline tone turned into I want to see different baseball players because this isn't working I don't care if they're kids I don't care if they're different major league level baseball players um but I just need to see something because this is the worst baseball product I've seen on a Yankees field and then they did nothing and that was crazy and now we're watching the same thing and we'll be watching the same thing for the next eight weeks Hmm. Doesn't sound fun. I do have the graph. So I did uh, from the from the Astro series, which was the Thursday the third, right? So the last two series, yeah. runner on third, less than two outs. There was eight balls put in play in that scenario, and I have the spray chart in front of me. Mm. And of the eight balls put in play, one, two, three, four, five, six were shallow. Well, one was a single, so maybe that was a ground ball. Uh, So uh, one ground ball hit, two sack flies, and one, two, three, four, five. So I said two. I I was like, maybe it's only two. I'm just inflating it in my brain. But in the last two series, five shallow so is that guys trying to hit the sack fly that just it's not their game or? No. What is that? No. Um, I think it's just no approach. It's it's analytics doesn't believe in like trying to hit a sack fly. Like analytics believes you should still try to hit the home run because that's the best result. So they're trying to do that. And instead, they're getting beat on pitches like they have all year, and they're not getting the result. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I know the Yankees broadcast, and I, hey, we're we're tied to everyone now. I I think they were trying to, uh, I think they came into the series with like a hey, what why don't we come in with a initiative to be like Ben Intendi hasn't been good this year, and on the season he hasn't. Um, but he also had a slow start, um, and he's kind of been better. But he also he got a first pitch, like fastball, and just hit a sack fly, like he just put the barrel on it because he's yeah. a professional major league hitter. Um, 
that, yeah, I know his defensive numbers are down and, and he's come out out of the break pretty horrible, but he's like a professional at bat who's got a, I know the numbers on the whole aren't great. He's a 276 batting average. That would be best on the team. I think Judge is still above, but take Judge out. Yeah, take Judge out of everything. A 342 on base. So I, I know the OPS there because he's not slugging. He's not a slugger, but I don't know. I just watched all these swings on these infield. These like not in these like right over the infield hits. They're not good, man. Yeah. Stan had two. Kiner had one. Rortfit had one. Volpe had one. Volpe's is a slider away. He tries to go uh, pull. It's all that stuff. But okay, I guess the problem isn't that. The problem is that they don't even get guys on base. The offense is just straight up bad. I mean, think think about the guys you just ran through there. I mean, Volpe has been bad offensively all year. Yeah. Ben Rortvet has never been good offensively, like in professional baseball. Well, well, in MLB baseball. IKF had a heater um, for a month and a half there, but he's playing exactly to his baseball card yet again. Wait, is his is his like his his season stats are? His- He's two fifty three twenty one a six eighty nine OPS. He's a career two sixty two, three sixteen on base a six 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 OPS. So overall, he has still been a he is who league, he is under league average hitter. Um, Highest slugging he's ever had in his career. Well, yeah, he got confidence for a and week. second or. Th- uh, third highest on base. But contact hitter IKF, you know, his second lowest batting average year, and the fans have loved him this year. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's an awful offense. Yeah. Well, like Jake said, we're not going to try and just have another. No point. Angry or, or uh, might as well try to uh, learn point, pointed uh, conversation with Boone. We'll save it for next week when it gets even worse if they still continue. And uh, he had a crazy ass week, but we do have some Las Dia stuff. They dealt with the two worst umpires ever back to back. That's hmm. wild. And Stan running is uh, a conversation I think that we just want to like poke around in. So you know, hopefully it's a, a lesser tone because because we've given up. Chum, our our mutual, you know. Friend, Big Evan, Evan yeah. and Co., JJR, yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Bandwagon, Gaga's guy. Yep. Awesome. Um, you know, last night, he's, he's a silly guy, and he he said, you know, for Boone, tell him, tell him the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Wow. And I think you can hear that in our voice. Wow. All right. Well, thanks to Vizio for sponsoring the segment. Bantering with Boone is brought to you by Vizio. Get yourself a TV, watch sports, maybe watch a movie. And one day I had two people tell me to watch Black Swan. Haven't seen it yet. Who is a second? But I'm a dancer. Um, who was the second? Jess? Someone on a train? Vizio. Vizio V stands for value. Whether you're getting one of their TVs, 4K screens under $500, I de mio. Or you're getting one of their sound bars. My hearing's bad. Could use one. Vizio Watch Free Plus also offers MLB Network totally free. Go watch other baseball games. Vizio has always been the MVP of value. 
premium performance for surprisingly low prices. Yes. Head over to Vizio.com. Check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Click the link in the description. Gong. Booney from a hotel in Chicago. Is that where you're at? Yes. Very nice. Uh, coming off another uh, ejection. Uh, the liveliest ejection. I just asked you if you're suspended. You said you don't think so. No contact. No. I, uh, I've i been watching your ejection <laughs> since last night and this morning, so I've been spending a lot of time with it. Have you re- reflected on it at all? Did you? Uh, it was a good one. You got hot. Yeah. I mean, it, one of those that kind of just brewed all game and a little upset I went out there. I think that pitch, the Volpe was a strike, but um, oh, it was there was enough. I mean, and you're also coming off the Angel Hernandez game before. I think no, it was, it, it was a build up the the whole game. I just you know thought there were some pitches. So, um, yeah. So when you're face to face screaming with Laz, is there any moment where you're like, I'm screaming with the you know he was a Marine. You know he's he like he likes screaming back right in your face. Yeah, I was actually trying to bring it down a couple times, and Laz was giving it back to me pretty hard. So um, I, I go way back with Laz. I know he's not real happy with me right now, but um, he and I basically came up together. So I've known him forever, and uh, yeah, he was giving it back pretty pretty good. I have a transcript that I printed out. I told Jake, I said, he's going to play Laz. I'm going to play you. I'm more of a theater guy than And sports, I just want so. you to... It's just a quick snippet from yesterday. I want you to know if I'm right or wrong on this. Well, it was kind of audio, and you could hear it anyway. But I think this is maybe some of the best stuff since Savages. You start with Laz. It started with Glaber Torres. Two balls, not even close. Then you fuck DJ last at bat. You fucking stink. You fucking stink. No, you stink. No, you stink. You stink. You <laughs> fucking stink. You stink, Garen. You stink. And that scene. scene, that was that was part of it last night. And that yeah. is what I think the fans like the most when they're like, wow, that's just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's <laughs> part of it. What? Uh, yeah, I think that's I, good. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. But I don't think my daughter's happy with me today. So I don't like that part. What, of it. what happens today with Laz? Do you walk up and give him a handshake? Is there a tip of the cap or anything? Or is it just let's kind of both? Will put be, this- it, it will be for me. Okay. Um, you know, and a lot of times that happens with guys where, you know, hopefully it's not too personal. Um, but some guys don't always take it that way, so we'll see. Were you a little psyched to bust out the impression? Because I know going back to your ESPN days, you guys, you had stances down pretty good. Like, did you have that in the bag ready to go? No, no, that's just... Because <laughs> it is his call. That it was did. good. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Also, Boone, he told you to draw a line. Well, he told me to go... go so he kind of egged me on. Yeah. To go, he told yeah. you. And then when you're drawing the line, he's yelling, make it bigger, make it bigger. Yeah. So, so. and then, and then according to uh, my lip readings, he took it to a personal level. So if you talk to him today, say that I, you can let him know, hey, John Boy thinks you went too far. You kept okay. it just about the game. He, he, he brought in the scope of, in the argument. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. I do like that he did not erase the line. I don't know if you know that or not, but I, <laughs> no, I don't. he he, uh, he never wiped it, so it stayed there for the remainder of the game, which might have helped him. <laughs> yeah, I, right. think, I think he thought that line was the strike zone. Um, 
man, Booney, it's been an it's been an insane week, man. I I mean, going like when the Herman news came out, we were all shocked. The Rizzo news, even the deadline. I mean, if you want last night's ejection, we saw Donald. Like, has this been one of your craziest weeks as Yankee manager? Or I mean, at, at this point, is it just one in the chamber? Keep it moving. No, it's definitely been a crazy week. Um, you know, at the same time, like keep it moving. Like, you know, obviously we know we're we're at a point in the season where we gotta we gotta go, we gotta win, we gotta play well, and uh, you know we've we've gotten ourselves into a little bit of a hole, um, one that we can still get out of, and but we gotta play our way out of it. And so all the things that are going on. Um, you just got to – you have to keep moving. And um, I do feel like our guys are doing a good job of that, actually. Of, of I, I feel like they're really focused. They're really hooked up. They The care factor is there. Um, and I think in some ways we're moving the needle. You know, like we're – we've finally starting to, I feel like, as a group, um, you know, get on base more, gives ourselves more opportunities. Now we got to cash in. Now we got to deliver. I feel like we're catching the ball well. Like, we got to, but we got to, you know, we got to go. We got to get, we got to catch a little bit of fire here and, and, uh, and, you know, keep figuring this out. I think it was 28 runners left on base in the last two games or so. And, and, yeah. and that's a ton of opportunities you're giving yourselves, which, we just did a segment on this with uh, with Katie Sharp, who has the Sharp stats, and uh, up up until these two games, maybe still, the Yankees this year has the least amount of plate appearances with runners in scoring position out of all thirty teams. So that's a switch, uh, a swift change. You're yep. getting a ton of traffic, and then the frustration now is the next step of like driving them in. I was surprised, and just from a baseball standpoint, I'm not trying to poker or pride, just a genuine question, like. Is the approach there to hit it in the air? Because we saw, we, with the approach being hit in the air, we saw so many shallow fly balls from guys yeah. that was a little like really poking the needle at the fan. Like, oh, it's, a, oh, it's not far enough. As a, as a batter, is that something that's happened? That's, that's like, you know, pitchers trying to jam you or trying to pull the other way or, or how, how so hard it, is it to? I think, in, I think in those situations, you are trying to keep the ball off the ground. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, you know, I, I think in, in sometimes in those situations, you got to think smaller too. And, you know, let the adrenaline, let your natural ability, you know, create the life through the, through the zone. So thinking more in terms of I'm going to square this up, like, yeah, I want to keep it off the ground, but I want to square the baseball. And that's, you know, that's where we got to, we got to get to. But uh, like you said, like the fact that we're getting guys on now and, and look, in fairness, last night, like Dylan Cease, like, he was struggling to throw strikes, but he was kind of nasty too. Like his stuff was legit last night. So he was difficult to hit, especially when you're outside the zone. So I like the fact that we control the zone. We gave ourselves opportunities. Obviously, then it becomes about cashing in. But just in those situations, especially where, you know, again, it, it's the hard part of hitting is like you want to be the guy that delivers or cashes in. And that guy on the mound is – usually really good and really good at, um, you know, taking advantage of any, any anxiousness or over aggressiveness you may have. So you got to really or, be or able to slow, slow things down. What's that? So we're taking advantage of an incorrect strike zone. 
I mean, he, he, he found that spot. How hard is that as a hitter for the fans out there that say, hey, adjust? You know, obviously he's calling that outside, but as a hitter, you, you, you prep your whole career and you know the zone. Like DJ and Glaber, I think every single at bat, that outside pitch yeah. was part of the story. How- yeah, I mean, that's that's really hard, especially nowadays where, where guys have so such good stuff. When you start leaving the strike zone, especially in situations, usually it, you're putting the ball in play that you shouldn't weekly. That's when, that's when you start seeing double play balls or, um, so that's a, that's a dangerous way to go. You've got to be disciplined and it's hard, you know, I, you know, to, to have the discipline to lay off a really tough pitch, knowing that if I go after this, I'm probably going to touch it in a bad way, <laughs> you know? So you've got to be able to have the nerve to take close pitches and, you know, even if sometimes they're 50, 50 balls, you gotta, you gotta have that nerve to do that. I think if you're going to be a really elite hitter, what about on the flip side? Like, do you, do you go up to the starting pitcher or does someone go up to him and say like, Hey man, he's, you know, he's given the ball off to, to righties consistently, you know, go attack yeah. that spot. I mean, I mean, look, I think those are conversations you always have within the course of a game or going into a game, depending on who's behind there and kind of what their trends are and stuff like that. So that that plays a small role sometimes. I, I just just want to stay on the umpire stuff. This is broader too. Are you excited for um, when review does come in? Because you know it's coming eventually. I don't know if it's going to be the you know a challenge of pitch system they're doing or auto I, or auto zones. But are you eager to see that? If there was a vote, would you be saying yes? I, I would like to <coughs> progress that, I, with that. I don't want an automated strike zone. Now, if there's modifications of that, like where you get a challenge here. I don't know the, you know, mechanisms of all that or exactly how it works, but, you know, I, I think hopefully, yeah, there's probably something that you would be open to, but I don't want it just a straight automated. Like I, I think, I think having the umpire back there is important. What about my solution for the playoffs and not solution? I don't know why they don't do this in the play in the postseason. I feel like they shouldn't rotate each spot. You should get the best at calling strikes and they should rotate behind home plate in the CSDS series. And if you're the best first base ump, you know, go be the first base ump. I don't understand why all the umps have to ump every position when not all players have to play every position because you have some guys that are really, really bad behind the plate. And then you have others yeah. that are really good behind the plate but might not be good at first base. Who knows? I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, it's not a bad thought. Um, and, and as we you know, continue to advance, maybe you get, you know, better and better. Uh, obviously we're always trying to, you know, as a team, as a sport, always seeking higher ground. Send it up the ladder. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Volpe, uh, a guy that, you know, Yankee fans were, <clears throat> to be honest, we're buckled in for these last eight weeks and we're prepared for the worst, prepared for the best. Um, Volpe either way is, is something that's going to matter for us going forward that, um, you know, hit some of the stats popped up the other day. I, I think his OPS on fastballs is like in the eights. I, I think the breaking off-speed pitches is low. That that's obviously uh, a target and something to work on and get better. Uh, I guess for these final eight weeks of the season, is there anything else you you guys are looking for from Volpe the rest of the way? I think it's just continuing to learn and develop and and look. He's been. It's been so good for us defensively. Like I, I'm, I've been 
I've been blown away by how good of a defender he is at shortstop. And I think, I think most of the underlying numbers, even outside of, of our walls are, are really, really favorable to him, but to watch him play the position on a daily basis, um, has been, has been something he's, he's, he's pretty special out there. Um, you know, as a hitter, I think he's continuing to learn. I think he's made a lot of really good adjustments to the game. You know, when I was asked that question about, you know, his fastball breaking ball, which usually there's a pretty big gap, even with great hitters, right. You're going to handle the fastball better. Um, because if you don't handle the fastball, you're probably not a big leaguer. You're probably not playing up here. So you've got to be able to kind of dominate heaters. Um, the biggest area is with with secondary pitches is being able to lay off of the ones that they're trying to get you to chase. Right. And that's where he's going to continue to get better and better. And I do think like when he's a finished product that you're going to see a guy that that does control the strike zone that walks um, because it's not about being a great off speed hitter or a great breaking ball hitter. It's about being able to take the ones that they're trying to get you to chase. And then, you know, those ones you get a hanger or something, those are the ones that you, you know, kind of run into and hit out of the ballpark or hit for extra bases when they make a bad mistake with it. But you got to be able to dominate the heater, lay off the, the ones they want you to chase. And, He's getting better at that, and he's. this has been a really good learning season for him where he's done a lot of really good things, and he's had some bumps in the road, and I feel like he's handled it all really well. Do you think that if you guys had known kind of the grind this season would be and the offensive struggles of all the, the players around him, it would have been the same decision? I'm, I'm guessing yes, but, you know, I think the, the thought might have been he gets to be at the back of the lineup with all these mashers in front that are carrying the offense, and he gets a full learning year of no pressure didn't really turn out that way where he's jumping into lead off. He's in these other spots. People yeah. are looking at him to carry and come through. Um, you think that helps him ultimately in the end, or would it have been nice to have that cushiony more? Well, cushioned? of course, of course it'd be nice to have, you know, want the top offense, you know, and that's, it's been inconsistent for us, but um, look, I think he's uniquely equipped to handle it all. So He's, he's just such a ball player and not really affected good or bad by all the things going around him. And I think he processes things and learns things and, um, and, and we'll see him continue to grow and whatever, you know, hopefully eventually he does move towards the top of the order. But um, yeah, I think in a perfect world, we'd be that we'd be banging and he'd be down at that bottom and just kind of, cutting his teeth down there. It's a good baseball term. Got to ask about Stanton. Got to ask about Stanton. As one of the wilder things, uh, you know, you can see when the, when that camera cuts to the new angle and, and he's out by a little bit, he's running oh. at that speed. Yeah, it's, uh, whoa. You know, you laugh a little and you're like, what the hell is that? I guess my my first question, is that Stan's top speed these days, or is he just he just doesn't hit top speed for fear of injury and, and keeping his body in line? Yeah, there is definitely that fear of, like, he's like, you know, and, and I think you heard it when, when, he, when he got hurt, you know, uh, and went on the IL, you know, he, basically, you know, his words were, it's unacceptable, and he just he, – he knows he's got to be out there and he knows he's got to post. And it's frustrating for him that, um, 
you know, because he is such a good athlete that he, he does have to feel like he has to protect himself in certain situations. No, I think he's got a little more in the tank in that. I think he had a little signal that, you know, felt like it was fortunately it was a false alarm, but I think he, he felt like something was happening to him. And then by the time he's turning the bag now and he just, it, it got hard for him to reestablish his steps in the right way. But no, I think there's more in the tank than that for him. Um, now that was one of the times where he got thrown out. There's been a few times where he's had the same gate going where that the other team has bobbled the ball or not thro- or thrown it over, overthrown it. Um, it's a tough so third base it, coach. It doesn't job. get highlighted on. Yeah. So, so I do think there's a little more in the tank. I think that one was a little unique in that he felt like he, he kind of yeah. got a false signal and then had a hard time getting the steps going. Is there, is there like a post game, like the Rojas and Stan get together and kind of get like a little recap on that? Cause you know, I, I do bonds <coughs> yes. out in center field for that. And it's kind of in the gap and he's not known for his throwing arm. So there's a lot of other stuff in the equation, but I, I guess just from the fan perspective, you know, there's a conversation about that after the game and what we saw and what yeah. we didn't see. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Are you, uh, Excited that Canley's going to be clean-shaven today? That came out. Did you know that he shaves his entire body after bad outings? <laughs> I did not know that. That was in the article that came out recently in the Daily News, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so if he gives up a run, even inherited, he said, um, right. whole body gets uh, shaved. And, and <laughs> his reasoning was, you want hair yeah. as a man. So he's punishing himself. So, oh, okay. I uh, just when you see him today, I guess you you wouldn't have known. He's he's got a yeah. fresh shave. All right. You have any Keep superstitions? Do you have any self punishments? I know Aaron Judge denies himself a fresh piece of or no. He doesn't he keeps the same gum if he gets a hit. If he doesn't get a hit, he puts he restarts another gum. Do you have any superstitions? Um not really. No. I have probably r- routine things that I do, like you know, walk, certain, you know, walk out at the same time every day at home, and how the route I go, and mm-hmm. certain things I do that are very routine, but not not so much in a superstitious like, oh, I got to do this or else. Who's yeah, the most not- superstitious teammate you had? <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, you probably. Say him to me. I'd go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't remember it. Okay. All right. I only other Yankee thing I have that I, I again. This is more so fandom hoping to go to a dream world. Uh, DJ Lemayhu has has been uh, better since the All Star break. Some of the numbers are nice there. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give me any like Sean Casey? Like, is that is that a nice mix of like guy who likes to talk, guy who doesn't like to talk? Like little yeah. opposites attract situation going on there. Um, I, oh, I, I think they've definitely built a nice relationship. Um, but I don't know if it's added to DJ's conversation or, or, uh, or taken away from, but it's been good. It's been, you know, Sean, I think continues to do, do a really good job and has, has really connected with these guys well. So uh, hopefully we can put it all together in these final weeks and, and get to, you know, get to the top of the mountain. He's not tapping you on the bus and be like, what the hell did you invite me to? 
<laughs> no, he's he's no, he's he's been he's been great. Sometimes right. sometimes after you know that first tough tough road trip we had coming out when he was, you know, it's like you're drinking out of the fire hose. Like here we go. I'm like, Are you sure sure you know what you signed up for? He's like, oh yeah, I'm all let's go, baby. So he's. He's, uh, he's been great. Next up, he needs to, uh, you know, hop in front of you on those steps up to the umpire, get it, you know, take an ejection for you. He's gotta, he was kind of hot last night. He was, he was pretty, he was, he was yelling quite a bit over there. Okay. Parting yeah. trivia for you. Ready? Okay. Which stadium was home to the most amount of teams? Wow. Is it is it a current stadium? It is not. So meaning we're talking crossover sports and everything? No, no, just just MLB teams. Multiple MLB teams called a stadium home. Oh. The thinker. Uh I don't know. LA Coliseum. The polo grounds. Uh, the Yankees, uh-huh. the Giants, yeah, and the Mets. Oh, the Mets played in the Polo Grounds for their first two seasons. Two before Shea. Okay, Yankees played at Shea for a full year, so that. And then uh, I think that's all. Let's yeah, the others out there. Okay, yeah. I read that Good today in the book. And I was like, I'll I'll give that to Boone. See if you can yeah. figure it out. That's before my time, so I'm not good at before my time stuff. Well, not the Shea part, maybe. Yeah. Well, seventies and eighties is more my wheelhouse, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. Noted. Well, we're um, gonna make it. I mean, we're gonna make a grid for you. You know, managed teammates. There we go. Yeah, we, but you got to come yeah. to the office to fill it out. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I got. I heard I'm coming to the office in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a custom. I know, can yell at you guys booty. in person. Yes. Hey, yes. I was it, during our our nice conversation last last week. You said you expected more from me. Does that mean you have a high standard for me? He's excited about be. this. Must He's be. excited about this. Okay, yeah, because yeah. huh? I haven't been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at me. I look like I'm forty years older than you guys right now. It sleeps. Sleeps no. important. Yeah. Hey. All right. Tell as I say. He he took it too far. And have it. And have a okay. good day. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See you, Coach. Thanks, yep. And that was Boone, and we bantered. Brought to you by Vizio. Take anything? Um, no, I think we told the people, like, I don't know. There's really no reason to come in guns a-blazing. Like, everyone's a little broken. Um, I don't know. I liked hearing that him and Laz Diaz go back because, like, you know, uh, some of the stuff in the breakdown is a little, <laughs> a little less baseball-y than, or maybe too much baseball-y. I don't you know. Stink. Yeah. You stink. Um, Laz did tell him to go, go write it. Yeah, yeah. That's in there. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Then he wrote, wrote Make it, it bigger. I think that's why he did the strikeout because Laz told him to write it. So Boone was giving him what he wanted. Yeah. So we had to go a little extra. Um, I don't know. And any more clarification on the Stanton thing? I thought I actually, there was my face audibly turned when he said, he basically said Stanton thought 
he like felt something. That's what he said in the like basically in the press conference before too. Was like he took a wrong angle. He thought he felt something. He tightened up. Right. Which it does look like. Stan like he, he wouldn't have like made it to home plate if the catcher wasn't there. He right. completely pulled up. It's hilarious. Yeah, not, I must have missed that specifically in quotes I had heard about it. Because, yeah, didn't realize he might have thought he got hurt on that play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Go Yanks. Tom Gramps. Go Yankees. Leave a nice comment or something. Review.